uh, uh. I tried to do I that mean, quicker. Uh, the sabaculus. Uh, succubus. Succubus. Did you just say sabaculus? Because that's now my new hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> just Be make careful, sure or the sabaculus is going to get you. She's a succubus, but she's also an oculus. She sees everything, everything that you do. That's why you're fucked. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Say that shit. Woof. Wait, what? <laughs> Cheers. Here we go. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. Thank you for being an amateur intellectual alongside us continuously or for the first time. We are Caitlin and Kendall and we're glad that you're here. So this is our last episode before Halloween and I have never been more excited to cover an episode. Thank you Kendall for letting me lead this one because Halloween is my jam. (laughs) You got it girl. We've been talking about this for I think months and so um, it was yes. coming up, and I was like, it's not like their usual back-to-back, but like definitely you should take it. So yes. I am thrilled to hear what you have to say. Uh, I mean, I, I hope I steered you right. I hope I did a good job. Let's find out. You can completely be honest with me in the circle of trust. Um, I've said it before, and you know this, but I don't particularly love horror movies, but oh, I yeah. love Halloween. So interesting. Yes. So there's two reasons. There's two reasons. One, creativity and expression come out like no other day of the year for everyone. It's just like accepted. People pick their costumes based on how they want to visually express themselves. So you can see their personality a little bit differently if you pay attention. Mm -hmm. So the costumes that we choose can be like something that resonates with us it could be maybe something that's just funny or scary we didn't put a lot of thought into it it's like i don't know this is cool whatever or it could just be something cute that makes you feel good like a slutty costume yes (laughs) (laughs) cute and feels good slut it feels good and (laughs) we get to also look around and say i didn't see that side of you before and i love that So in other cases, it can offer a magical glimpse into self-identity. So, for instance, this is just a very random example of many. Some drag queens started by doing makeup and wearing like gorgeous outfits in the safe cultural space of Halloween before they progressed onward and upward. Well, (laughs) yes, that was me trying to throw shade. No, they're great. Say <laughs> onward and upward. I just love Halloween. It's just however you feel in your heart is like a day that you get a little pass to to maybe use it. Not everybody does it, but right. you have the opportunity to do it. And I love that. So that's my first reason why I fucking love Halloween. And also will never watch a horror movie because, again, I get scared. The second reason is storytelling is celebrated. So sp- Spooky stories, true crime stuff, paranormal stuff. It's all allowed out. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. it. Yeah. That's cool. I haven't thought that hard about it. So that's a good breakdown. I love it. Which leads me to my question. So you better start thinking, Kendall. What was your favorite costume you've either worn yourself or saw someone else wear and why? And then I have a part 
be to this question, but we're going to get there. This is the first bit. Because whenever they ask in the like debates two part questions, I'm like, oh my God, if I didn't write that down, I would not be able to answer both questions. Okay. So part A. Um, favorite costume you've worn yourself or you or you just saw it either just on social media or you saw mm-hmm. someone you know where and you're just like oh yes and why mm, uh, fuck okay so growing up we didn't do we me didn't do halloween a lot um because we like it, it was the devil and so like we would do like the church <laughs> festival thing with the air slides and the water balloon fights and i but why can't you do a water balloon fight dressed as a vampire <laughs> why can't you for the love Damn of god it. it was more my mom thing actually like the church would allow costumes <laughs> but my mom was just like nah um Aww. so i can only really remember dressing up for a party one time in college and it was like super last minute. And so I just put together an outfit and then found like shoes that didn't match that outfit. And I just went as a straight person. <laughs> Stop it. In a are pinch. you being serious or are you telling me a joke right now? No, that's true. That's, that's true. Hilarious and clever. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, I was stuck. It was I didn't have much time. And I was like, oh, this will work. Fuck that. Um that's amazing. I'm trying to think. Fuck. I mean, like, every year, they're like, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I think the first one was, like, blown away. It's like somebody did Lieutenant Dan when I was in, like, high school or something. And I was like, that's so fun. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. This year, I'm thinking maybe I just started The United States of Terra. <gasps> I love that show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, like, three deep, and I'm obsessed but I'm, I'm upset i was obsessed with it when i watched it too i've watched it probably two straight really? times because i just didn't get enough yeah, Damn. yeah it's so good it's so good i'm thinking about being t from um that yes tony collette yes and yeah um and oh sorry you haven't asked part two yet okay yeah so my my part two uh question is Tell me, well, you kind of answered this, but like, tell me some other costumes you've chosen in your life. So if you haven't been allowed to do it, have you been anything else in your life? Whether whether it was you or your family or anybody that put you in that costume, have you had other costumes throughout your life? Mm. I mean, I can't, ugh, fuck. I'm like trying to remember if I did anything last year. I mean, I've been out of the house for like a decade now, but I can't really think of. Get over here and we will do Halloween (laughs) right by you. It will be fun and dark and gross and weird and we will look away. It will be amazing. Okay. What about you? I mean it. Your favorite? Like, okay, so I'm a little bit of an asshole and I hear it. So I'm just going to say that I'm going to lay it down Mm -hmm. and by all means, call it out. Call it out as you see it, please. You already did. I'm pretty proud of my (laughs) cheesy ass adolescent choices when I was younger. Okay. So one year I went as a cow with angel wings and a halo because to my teachers, I told them I was a holy cow. I'm a holy cow. Holy cow. Yes. 
but I told my friends I was the divine bovine, the martyr saint of the beef industry. <laughs> Sixth grade. Sixth grade? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So my teachers were like, yay, we love it. And my friends were like, yay, we love it. And I was like, bring on the comedy and applause. So cute. Oh, my God. Divine bovine. Give me something to do. Yeah, the divine bovine. Another year, I pinned a bunch of clothes to me and I went as static cling. Shut because the fuck up. I love that. I didn't have a lot. <laughs> like, I didn't plan it. And I was like, I don't know. So I just pinned a bunch of other laundry <laughs> to me. And I was like, I'm static cling. And every house I went to was like, that's amazing. Because all the other kids were princesses or superheroes or whatever and i'm over here being this awkward ass static queen <laughs> they're like socks. we love you you're gonna grow up to be so great <laughs> I, was like, I hope so no pressure um you need to come over i mean it come over here in your schoolie <laughs> and we will show you how halloween is done not in 2020 right. 2021 but we will show you how it's done okay let's talk about the drink of the episode Thank you to my sister, Bridget, who sent this to me for this specific episode weeks ago. She said, is this a good one for Halloween? Question mark. The boozy screamsicle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually so dessert and not an alcoholic <laughs> drink, but it's fine. Ingredients. Chocolate sauce. Six Oreos. One quart, quart (laughs) of orange sherbet, three quarters cup milk, eight ounces vanilla vodka, whipped cream, and orange and black sprinkles. And also, obviously, your self-esteem because you're going to eat your weight in calories for this. It will also be delicious. Eight of them? Eight ounces of vodka? And a quart <laughs> of sherbet and six Oreos and chocolate sauce and whipped cream. I'm going to be Goodbye. right here all night. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll see you in the next life. Okay. Directions. Pour two tablespoons chocolate sauce onto a small shallow plate. Place Oreo crumbs on a second small plate and dip rims of serving glasses First in the chocolate sauce and then onto the Oreo crumbs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Combine sherbet, milk, and vodka in a blender and blend. Drizzle some chocolate sauce on the inside of each serving glass and then fill with the milkshake. Mm-hmm. Garnish with whipped cream, remaining Oreo crumbs, and sprinkles. Yes, God. And enjoy all those calories. So, Okay. That's how you make the drink. Good luck. I hope you make it and love it because it looks so good. Okay. I'm over here drinking my white wine like trash. So out of the (laughs) the box. (laughs) But enjoy. Maybe maybe on Halloween I'll make it. There we go. For myself. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I'm not against that idea. I think I might even have some vanilla vodka somewhere in the back of the pantry. Mm, Look for it. Okay. So even though I was extremely, extremely excited to cover the Halloween episode, when it came time to write my notes, I was a little bit stumped. Like, okay, obviously there's plenty of creepy stuff to cover, but how do I put it into something that listeners can walk away having learned something? Mm -hmm. How can I say this was an amateur intellectuals topic that someone can be better for learning, right? Mm -hmm. 
I was like so overwhelmed. I was like, but so much stupid, weird shit that will get your goosebumps going. And I had to filter and filter and filter. So eventually I decided I would tell you some scary true stories because they're true. But then I'll weave in a little bit of science so that you understand what the idea like practically is behind it. Okay. 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 This first story is from November 8th, 2016. <laughs> you know me way too fucking well, because one of these even starts that way. Like, almost exactly that way. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Disclaimer to anybody who's listening. Some of these are a bit gruesome, mm-hmm. a little bit unsettling. Tarantino. So... If you are eating and drinking, just pass the food and take the extra drink. There we go. (laughs) To stomach this. I also have some fun word games. You don't literally have to do this, but if you are interested, you totally can. So if you choose to play this, Kendall, don't have to, don't have to. The key words to look for in this episode, if we're playing dark ass bingo. Shots! (laughs) yeah that's how you do it that's how you do it blood okay murder love poisoning Mm -hmm. vampire Mm -hmm. buried alive spirits slay revenge okay and werewolf work those are our key words i'm gonna get peewee herman word of the day okay okay I'm not even going to allude to them. I'm just going to say them. And if you want to play and take a drink, when you hear it, you can. I might put a little emphasis on it to help you in case you forget. I'm sloshed, but let's party. Yeah, I'll just, it's fine. It's fine. There's like 16 words. (laughs) Safe (laughs) space. Totally not. Totally not a safe space. Okay. Spooky story number one, Mm -hmm. which I have named, if it walks like muck duck and talks like muck duck, it isn't always muck duck. The word muck duck, of course, comes from the office when Dwight said, R is the most menacing of words, which is why it's called murder yes. and not muck duck. Yes. So yes. it's yes. a murder story. Take a drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I see you taking a drink. Mm. He's playing, everyone. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. God bless. Bye. I'll pray for you. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you some just scary stories. So pretend you're at the campfire. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. In December 1926, there was this guy named Francesco Travia who was spotted carrying parts of a woman's body near the Brooklyn waterfront in New York City. Okay, okay. Like on the surface, I'm suspicious. Let me hear more. (laughs) Don't know the situation. Okay. When detectives found this out, they were like, yeah, we're gonna need to investigate this. They went to his apartment and found the rest of the remains uh, of his neighbor, Anna Fredrickson. Like, what was left of the pieces of her body. Okay, Okay. same. So cool. Cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. After they found this, they were like, um, yeah, we're charging you with murder. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Trivia said, no, 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 I didn't kill her. We were drinking some whiskey in my apartment and we fell asleep. Then, like, I woke up and I saw she was dead on the floor. So um, sir? that was his statement. And, like, the police are like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you were taking her body parts right. to the fucking river. But okay, you know, it's fine. You know, whatever. Noted. Okay. The medical examiner took a look at the scene and the body and was like, hold up. She was killed by carbon monoxide poisoning. Poisoning. Take a drink. Oh, wait. Okay. (laughs) Wait, let me take this drink Mm. while I ponder. (laughs) Okay. Do you have any idea? I didn't. I did not until I watched a documentary on this. I did. I had no idea. Do you have any idea how a medical examiner could say something like that after seeing a fucking apartment covered in blood and body parts and say, no, no, no. She was obviously was she like, like killed by carbon monoxide. Blue. <gasps> you are on the right track. You are on the right track. You are thinking the right way, you investigator. Her. Okay. Eyes were. Is it something with her eyes? No. Oh, sure. But you were right the first time okay. with the coloring. So, fun fact the way you can tell someone's died from carbon monoxide is that the blood. Take a drink. Mm. <laughs> I'm so sorry in advance. We're going to have to do an intermission for you to fill up your Legit. glass like four times. <clears throat> okay. The blood changes to a bright cherry red color. So it's not normal blood, dark red color. It changes to a bright red cherry color. So, yeah. So Britannica says this happens because hemoglobin in our blood combines with carbon monoxide to make carboxyhemoglobin. This is just chemistry. This makes the blood into a cherry red color. So cyanosis, which means turning blue. Good job. Does not occur in a normal carbon monoxide poisoning, even though it's asphyxia. So you die from, you know, asphyxia, not being able to breathe. But when everyone else would turn blue, your skin turns pink or pale and the lips turn bright red. Ah. So that's how you know that it's carbon monoxide poisoning. The coloring is wrong. Interesting. Okay. So he saw this on the body. And was like, and I'm anyway. just going to dispose of this. And then, well, he also saw as the medical examiner that the cuts made to the body of dismemberment were made after death. So he's like, he was super famous during this time. His name was Dr. Norris. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he saw this and he was like, mm, this victim died of carbon monoxide and the cuts made to her were not while she was alive. So he this guy, Trevia, could not have murdered her. He couldn't have murdered her. So, side note, Trevia was an immigrant. Just saying, I'm going to leave it there. Separate sentence. The police department ignored the conclusions of Dr. Norris and went ahead and charged Trevia with murder. Now, in fairness, blood-covered room, dismemberment, trying to throw away the body, also signs of, like, I mean, a definite, definite, like, racism and whatever but also like dude (laughs) why did you do that what are you doing right (laughs) what are you doing yeah okay so trivia went on trial in march of 1927 where the forensic analysis of norris and his chemist friend alexander gettler proved that carbon monoxide gas from trivia's stove had poisoned her to death 
it turns out Trevia had also been poisoned with carbon monoxide, the guy who lived, the suspect. But they think because of his proximity to the stove, he was further away, farther, he was farther away from her, like where she was to it. And also the fact that he had a higher tolerance to whiskey, which made him like blackout and I don't know, breathe lighter or whatever. He survived when Anna or Anna did not survive. Oh, okay. So he was telling the truth is what forensic science was telling us. Um, so Trivia was acquitted of murder and only convicted of, you know, illegally dismembering a dead body. <laughs> Fair. At least there's a charge for that, I suppose. I was like, now what do you do? I mean, I feel like he was under duress. He was under stress. He panicked. But like, why is your first instinct to cut her up and throw her in the river? Right. Right, 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 That's right, right. That's fine. Right. That's fine. It does not a killer make. That's fine. It doesn't. It no, it doesn't. But it means you're hanging out with shady people. At minimum, yeah. Uh, the, the, all the, my like, friends are heathens. Take it slow. <laughs> They're gonna bury you. They're gonna throw you in the river. But it's fine, right? I just, I, it's weird. How do you have the the ability to do that? And like, not even That's like you didn't thought. even kill I'd her. Cry- I'd be sob puking. I'd be oh, yeah. suking, suking, like whatever that Passing word is, sob puking. Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be in that situation because mm. I wouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> but So okay. how long did he get for that? Um, Good question. I don't know. He didn't get very long. Okay. He didn't, I don't think. But he did, as we know, dismember his neighbor. Um, but it's important to note that without modern forensic mes- medicine of the time, that guy would have totally been sentenced and hanged yeah, for muck duck. <laughs> muck duck. <laughs> muck duck. That's one of mine, yeah, isn't it? Take, no, it's take a drink. Take a drink. We'll We're doing it, it anyway. We're doing mm-hmm. muck duck, too, because I said it like 16 times. <laughs> so think about it. He was first seen by witnesses taking body parts to the waterfront, presumably to dump them. Then his apartment was completely full of blood and the rest of his neighbor's body. So again, walks like muck duck, talks like muck duck, (laughs) but it's not necessarily (laughs) muck duck. Not necessarily. So Trivia most likely panicked when he realized his neighbor was dead and decided to get rid of her body. Why he didn't drag her upstairs to her own fucking apartment, put her in her bed? I have no idea. Because it's 1927 and he probably, or 26 or whatever, and he probably could have gotten away with it. Yeah. But anyway. But go get the bone saw. So I finish each story in my notes this time with the apparent scary part and the actual scary part. Okay. So here we go. Enjoy and tell me your thoughts. The apparent scary part, good old fashioned murder, mm-hmm. muck duck, dismemberment and dumping of a body. The actual scary part, it is possible that something crazy could happen to you and you have no way to explain yourself if law enforcement and forensics don't do it for you. Yep. Spot on. Uh, Spot the fuck uh, on. <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, you could plead your case all day and they'd be like, you're a liar. Hang them. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy that this guy, they fixed it. I mean, I don't. I'm surprised that this poor immigrant. Now, listen, I mean, again, shady shit, but I don't know you. I don't know your life. But, you know, if you actually didn't kill her because he was in the room with her, if you actually didn't kill her, 
yeah, you did some questionable things to try to cover up so you wouldn't be punished for what they thought you did. But shit, man, like that's dark in itself. What the fuck are you capable of if you're willing to like cut up your friend to right. your drinking buddy? Right. I promise I won't ever cut you up. I promise. You can't make we'll that be drinking promise. buddies. I will never cut you up ever. <laughs> I will turn myself in post haste. <laughs> Don't you worry. You could trust me after carbon monoxide kills us. Okay. on to spooky story number two which i call the last american vampire Mm. here we go the place exeter rhode island the time 1892 the people the brown family and the usual pitchfork mob townspeople per usual. okay so short version the brown family which were farmers had lost three out of five of its uh, family members to tuberculosis. God damn. Consumption. The mother, Mary, died. The 20-year-old daughter, Mary Olive, died. And the youngest, Mercy. So you can't so, be naming people shit like that. Mary, Mary they, Olive, they Mercy. Yeah. Mercy. No Mercy here. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Edwin, the son was showing symptoms and was starting to get worse. So to note, tuberculosis was killing one in four people in New England around this time. So like, it was ain't no thing. Like to go through a house in close quarters, like ain't no thing. That's super common. It's just science. People didn't understand it it, though, or how it spread. So as people uh, do when they don't understand something, they tend to be like, yep, obviously it's evil and probably affiliated with the devil. It's a demon. It's a demon. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, uh. I tried to do I that mean, quicker. Uh, the uh, sabaculus. S- uh, succubus. Succubus. Did you just say sabaculus? Because that's now my new hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> just Be make careful, shit up. or the sabaculus is gonna get, get you. She's a succubus, but she's also an oculus. She sees everything, everything that you and that's do. That's why you're fucked. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So neighbors started freaking out, not only because, like, this whatever sickness was wiping out the Brown family, but it was also spreading all around the community. So they turned to the supernatural for answers and to try to save Edwin's life. Uh, you know, the road to hell. Paved. <laughs> right. Good <laughs> luck. As you do. Someone somewhere in the town was like, maybe vampires are causing this. And so everyone was like, ooh, yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Good Lord. So this was 200 years after the Salem Witch Trials. So you'd think there'd be some evolution here, but 200 years after the Salem Witch Trials. But they're the like, mm, ain't no witches, but vampires. Bam. Amazing. Anyway, God. Anyway. So some townspeople said maybe one of the three brown women who had died were undead and therefore sucking the life force out of Edwin from beyond the grave. This is real. This is a real story. So they went to the dad, George, and he was like, oh, my God, no, how dare you? This is my family. They would never. Ugh. But eventually, as Edwin was getting worse, he reluctantly gave his blessing for neighbors and relatives to go to the cemetery to dig up his girls and his wife. What? Do what you got to do. I... Mary, the wife, 
was super decomposed after they dug her up. Okay, cool. Put her back. Yeah, no, it's fine. This not is just an it's evening. Not her. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a weeknight in this time. Gross. Mary Olive, the older daughter, was mm. also super decomposed. So cool, cool. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Put her back. Love you. Pray. Sign of the cross. Sorry. But then they looked at the casket of Mercy Brown, who had died eight weeks earlier. And according to accounts of that night, when they opened up her casket, she was lying on her side and her face appeared flush with non-coagulated blood in her heart and veins, a.k.a. Fresh Princess of Exeter, R.I., Rhode Island. So, Vampire Mercy? (sighs) Vampire Mercy. Is that what they're thinking? That's what they're thinking. So, in a completely reasonable reaction, the townspeople cut out Mercy's heart and lungs and burned them. Girl. 19. She was 19, by the way. I mean, she was dead for eight weeks, but still. 19. Cut them out, burned them. They mixed the ashes of her heart with water and made her brother Edwin drink it. Oh, my God. Imagine drinking your brother's heart ashes. Just... Yeah. No. 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 I mean, (laughs) no. (laughs) No. Yeah, if something's tormenting me and you're like, here, do this, it'll fix it. I'll just be tormented. That's fine. Just give me the torment. That's fine. I'll be fine. (laughs) Leave me alone to torment. Stop trying to help. Put your pitchfork down. God. Tuberculosis still got him. (laughs) Not funny. Because guess what? Drinking someone's heart like an antacid ain't going to do the trick for a Mm. medical disease. Um, He died two months later. You did all that. And also drank his sister's heart ashes. ashes. Just saying. Just saying. I mean... And, like, just to think about, like, you know, like, you hear stories about this, like, 100 years ago, and you're like, my God. And you know we're still doing stupid shit today. And so it's just like, what mm, are we going to yep. be like? Mm, football. Yep. I think it's going to be football. But <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. We think we're so far, and then, like, stupid shit happens Every on the day. news on a fucking daily basis. And you're like, nah, nah, <laughs> we're here. We're in the same. <laughs> Grab your pitchfork. It's fine. Okay. So... All this was happening um, when this one doctor was around in the town. And all along, all throughout this process, he was like, guys, calm down. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. The one educated mind in the (laughs) night was like, we don't have to do this. Like, I know science. You guys don't. I promise. Please stop. I went to school for this. (laughs) He says... It's been cold and she hasn't been dead for any more than two months. Like the cold is keeping her from decomposing and that's all it is. She's not after anybody in the, you know, you just fucking afterlife. Literally dug her up. It wouldn't She's have. She's just preserved. Right. She's just preserved because it's cold outside. Oh, Science. Oh, Girl. So the townspeople are like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, she's undead and she's sucking the life out of the living. So we better burn her heart and feed it to her brother yeah. just to be safe. Get these lungs Just too. to be safe. Yeah. Mm-mm. So uh-uh. in this story, okay. the apparent scary part, mm-hmm. a vampire disease is ravaging a town and taking everyone with it. You got to do what you got to do to prevent it. Even if that means cutting out the heart of a 19 year old and making her brother drink it. Do what you got to do. 
the actual scary part. People let superstition allow them to do scary shit. Like, I don't know, cut up a dead body, which looking at you, Francesco Travia, uh, yeah, from the on, first story, context is everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These people were fine to do it in the name of society, but the one before was like, I'm just doing it to get rid of a body so I won't get in trouble. So I don't get in trouble. Yeah. 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 And then have a dying man drink his sister's heart ashes. That's seriously fucked up. And if he had somehow gotten better, he'd have to live with the fact that he consumed his sister's heart. Well, and then does he like go around saying like, everybody dig up your dead relatives, burn their hearts and drink the juice, snake oil. Thank God my sister saved me by giving me her heart or whatever. I mean. Scary shit. That's scary. Because then you've got, you know, people with a license to do whatever they want. Scary. I don't. Yes. Yes. That's so insane. we got spooky stories and then we got real ass people doing scary things. That's my theme. Okay. Tonight. Okay. Yes. Okay. Spooky story number three. Ready? Ready. Midnight Mary. Okay. Now, we're in the 1870s Connecticut. Nope. Sarah Hart and <laughs> No nope. I'm leaving. Right, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Sounds scary as shit. I'm I've, out of I've here. I've heard of this. No, this no. Mm-mm. Send me out. Yeah. Mm-mm. Sarah Hart and her niece Mary Hart got super, super close after Mary came to live with her. Mary's parents had died, and Sarah took her in, living in New Haven, Connecticut. So Mary, the niece, suddenly collapses. Like in fairness, she's like in her thirties or forties or something. I mean, she's not like a child, but she collapses and is apparently dead. They did. Like, after time together and being super close. Um, They did the burial and all that, but Sarah kept having... Sarah, the aunt, kept having vivid, vivid nightmares that Mary was being buried alive. And it, it, it had upset her so much that she begged the cemetery people to go dig her up, to be sure. And so eventually they were like, God, woman, fine, fine, we'll do it. Like, just fine. Calm down. <laughs> She's so in they there. Dug, so they dug Mary up. I'm sure she probably paid for it. Like, we'll do it. But like, we need some quid or whatever. I don't know. American money. I don't know. At the time. So they dug Mary up and found that she was in fact dead. Oh my God. What? (laughs) (laughs) But she had broken fingernails and scratch marks all over the inside of her coffin. Oh, fucking hell. So it looked like she'd been buried alive. Take a drink. That's two. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, and was not recovered in time. That is so, so. you know, I mean, you, I know that you know this, but like the Black Plague. Yeah. And they like started tying p- fingers to bells. <gasps> yeah. <Kendall>. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good job. Are you that is talk coming. About that? Yeah. That's fucking Are we nuts. Mary and Sarah? Do we have that psychic <laughs> connection? Because, oh my God. You have it. You are so good. You are on mm. my wavelength mm. again. You are preluding what I'm about to say. Good job. Good job. I'm very proud of you. Okay. The apparent scary part of this story, um, that you faint or whatever, and you're immediately buried and then left for dead in the ground, six feet under, and you just scream and die and suffocate to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently cool. scary. Cool, cool, cool. In that case, <laughs> if I was in that situation, I would be breathing so deeply, so quickly, so that I could die so <laughs> <wrap> fast. <laughs> 
wrap it up. I don't want this to last any longer than it has to. It is scary and dark, and I am not going to starve to death. I am going to suffocate. God help me. Asphyxiate without the bright red lips of carbon monoxide. It'd be carbon dioxide that killed me. Back in the day, they probably weren't even doing like boxes and shit, right? They would. Were they just putting people in the ground? Uh, they were putting them in boxes in the 1800s. Just wooden, just wooden boxes. Nothing fancy. Nothing fancy and polished, but you know, just a good old, good old timber box. Okay. Actual scary part. People didn't check that you were actually dead before they put you in the ground. <laughs> so later, there were some inventors who got really nervous about this and they would make devices for the dead in case they'd been buried alive. Kendall, exactly what you said, you magician. There was one that tied string to the dead person's fingers and toes, which was tied to a bell at the surface. If anything moved, the bell would ring, which would alert the gravediggers to get the fuck over here and unbury <laughs> this person before you know they die. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, there was another one, though. There was a guy who was so afraid of being buried alive, I remember. He designed this um, grave to have the bell the bell thing right but he also had a breathing tube and i feel like he also had a skylight situation where people could see his face like hi i'm alive i'm down here oh no Um, ma'am but after a while of decomposition it got all covered and foggy so people would go and see it until like they couldn't see his face anymore because of his own body rot so that's happy halloween (laughs) happy halloween oh yeah. Just a window. Well, uh, six you called down. that, you psychic. You psychic man. You called that right before I said it. Good job. I'm a okay. witch. You're a witch. Um, okay. Celebrate her. Don't burn her. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's okay. 2020. Celebrate her. Don't burn her. <laughs> Don't burn her. I love it. There's so many other people to get in line to burn before her. I mean, my God. <laughs> She's like a thousand and twenty million mm-hmm. on the list. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a real number, by the way. Okay, spooky story number four. You might have heard about this. I'm guessing you have. I went with the really famous one. Sorry, the Winchester House. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. Okay, get ready to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, in this one, we've got Sarah Lockwood Party, P-A-R-D-E-E, but her oh. one of her names was Party, which, hey. girl, same. Winchester, super mega morbidly rich, like so much rich. She was the widow of William Wirt Winchester and heiress to a large bit of the Winchester gun fortune, mm-hmm. most notably the Winchester rifle. Really quick. Are you noticing that we've had a lot of Marys and Sarahs all episode? We've had Mary, Mary Olive. Mary Olive. We had Mercy. We've got Mary again. We've got Sarah and Mary. It, like in that story. Now we've got Sarah again. I did not do that on purpose, but I just thought that was a weird scary note. Scary story. Sarah, Mary. Google. Yeah. Sarah and Mary <laughs> stay away from them. They are scary and death will befall them. <laughs> This uh, Winchester house is in San Jose, California. Sarah was having a hard time. This was also in the 1800s. Um, 
When she and her family lived in New Haven, Connecticut, the same place same our place. friend Midnight Mary. Yikes. Yeah. With the same death as our friends, the Browns, her baby daughter died of, they said, infant reasons. <laughs> and then a few years later, her husband died of, wait for it, the disease of the episode tuberculosis. TB. It was 1881. So I don't know relative window of all of these things like a time and a place historically speaking anyway sarah decided after she lost her whole family her baby and her husband that she was going to move to the west coast she brought um herself and all of her money to san jose she bought an eight-room farmhouse and decided to renovate it to say the least she continued to renovate this place until she died in 1922. The idea is that she had become paranoid by her father-in-law's invention, the repeating rifle, the Winchester rifle. Mm. This, along with the trauma of losing her loved ones, caused her to turn to spiritualism, which was super trendy at the time. Psychology Today says, quote, she invited mediums to conduct seances in her home in New Haven, Connecticut, to try to contact her lost loved ones, her baby and her husband. One of them reportedly told her that he could see and hear her dead husband, William, who said that the family was cursed because of the many people killed by the Winchester oh, rifle. you have no idea. <laughs> hmm And they were seeking revenge. Take wow. a drink. Revenge is one of the words. <laughs> I highlighted it. <laughs> oh, you're going to be so drunk by the end of this. Yes. <laughs> so Sarah had to make amends with these spirits, said this psychic person. If she didn't, the curse would claim her as well. So she took this very seriously. Mm-hmm. She thought if she kept building the house for the spirits okay. in San Jose, California, yeah, yeah, yeah. she'd be safe. Vacation you remember? House. Is this familiar at all? Or no. no? Oh, awesome. I'm so glad I get to be this person because I am obsessed with this story. And I never went to it in, when I lived in California, but I wanted to and I never did. So I'm going to have to just go there one day. Anyway, this is what's so cool about it. So remodeling kept going nonstop for 38 years. Jesus. So that eight room farmhouse... Like, is how it started. But when new rooms, hallways, staircases were built, they were instructed then to demolish it and start all over again. Oh, my God. What? Like, Mega tell me how much money you have. Fuck. Oh, you're showing me. Like, cool. Oof. Fucking build it. Okay, break it. And the architecture didn't make any sense. There were staircases and doorways that led to nowhere. There'd be doorways that opened to brick walls. There'd be stairways that went up into the ceiling. It's an architectural like wonder of the world that people come and see because it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> ah. um, there are secret passages and some windows look into other rooms instead of outside. Okay. Weird ass shit all day long. She's, and the, she's not living there. She's just building it for she spirits. is living there. Okay. Okay. And the idea was that she was trying to keep the spirits confused so that they couldn't get her. Jeez Louise. Mm-hmm. 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 So to me, this says, if you're crazy, but you have enough money, you can fuel your crazy however you so wish. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, what was it? 
was an eight-room farmhouse became a mansion that was, so eight-room farmhouse, 1800s, so small. I mean, eight rooms, which is big, but like also 1800s big, became a mansion that was 24,000 square feet, 24,000 square feet. God. Had 10,000 windows. No. Mm -mm. 2,000 doors, 160 rooms. 52 skylights, 47 stairways and fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, and six kitchens. Oh, and no mirrors. Girl, therapy would have cost way less. Way, way, way <laughs> Just less. way less. Way less. A, a team of therapists would have cost way less. still standing today. Yeah, it is. Wow. So you can actually take a virtual tour of this house, which I fully intend to do, maybe even on Halloween. I don't okay. know. But the link for it, I'll put into the show notes. It's basically winchestermysteryhouse.com. And then there's an immersive 360 walkthrough. Cool. So I'm going to do it because I am into it. Me and too. also the ghosts won't get me if I do it <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> so. The apparent scary part. You're starting to catch a theme here, right? Mm -hmm. What's the apparent scary part, Kendall? No shame. Just give it a go. Let's see. What is it? What did I write? The apparent scary part is that it doesn't matter how much you have or your access to things. You can still be incredibly tormented by crazy bullshit. Mm -hmm. And the what's other? What do you call the other thing? actual scary part actual scary part is that there are definitely spirits in that fucking house Ooh, (laughs) look at you so mine yes mine are reversed so apparent scary part that poor lady is cursed and haunted by spirits and she's doing whatever it fucking takes to stop them from coming to for her in the night like that's the apparent scary part the actual scary part in my opinion is Like I looked up, I tried to look up what mental illness she might have had because I mean, this is like a very unusual behavior, right? And she's got the means to fuel it, right? right? A lot of people might be crazy or feeling, feeling unstable, but they don't have the means to like feed their neurosis or their paranoia or whatever. So everyone basically says, I don't know, who knows, but Signs of the Times said they didn't diagnose that stuff, but I did find one doctor's answer to this question on Quora. It was on Quora, so judge accordingly. (laughs) But it was a doctor, an MD, and her name is Mary. No. And she said. It was her. No, Sarah. Damn it. Mary and Sarah, both of them. Oh, that's right. They're both scary in this episode. She said that um, the tragedies in her life could certainly be stressors uh, that could bring about schizophrenia, especially if she was already predisposed to it. Or it could also create PTSD. She was an extremely paranoid person. So there's more possibilities than schizophrenia alone. Um, So in my opinion, she said, yeah, this could be schizophrenia. Certainly don't rule it out. She's paranoid. She's hearing things. She's scared, whatever. But it doesn't have to be that big. It could have just been severe PTSD, which made her reclusive and paranoid with all the money and nobody to tell her not to do it. Like, okay. To me, this is scary because it means anyone under the right traumatic circumstances could potentially do crazy shit like this if given the means to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be over here vomiting in fear. Just give me a second. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> okay. This is the last one. 
This is our last story. And then a little bitty baby wrap up. Spooky story number five. The most famous werewolf. Oh, fuck. My drink is empty. <laughs> History.com tells us um, about the first, uh, like, really popular werewolf incident. The Bedberg werewolf. This wasn't the first ever recorded. There were some that had said, like, the wolf spirit and whatever, whatever. This is the biggest one. It says... Peter Stube, Stube, a wealthy 15th century farmer in Bedburg, Germany, um, may be the most notorious werewolf of all. According to folklore, he turned into a wolf-like creature at night and devoured many citizens of his village. Cool. As you do. Mm -hmm. Peter was eventually blamed for the gruesome killings after being cornered by hunters who claimed they saw him shapeshift from wolf to human form. He experienced a grisly execution after confessing under torture to savagely killing animals, men, women, and children, and eating their remains. Oh, shit. So he was actually doing it. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. He was. Okay. No, he totally was. He also declared that he owned an enchanted belt that gave him the power to transform into a wolf at will. Not surprisingly, the belt was never found. So. <laughs> that kid. That's a. That kid on Vine that's has just a it. Pure, yeah. That's just a pure, unadulterated serial killer psychopath. Yeah, crazy yeah. ass person that like is on the loose. Yeah. Okay. Apparent scary part. A werewolf is terrorizing your village. Oh my God, where are our family members? This thing is killing our loved ones. Actual scary, scary part. <laughs> oh wait, it's just a crazy guy that thinks he's a werewolf. Um, I promise that's worse. That's a worse. serial killer with, yeah, yeah, a serial killer with delusions that you can't reason with. No, thank you. Who wants to eat your insides? No, thank you. Mm-mm. No, thank you. And like, you. No, thank you. I'm like thinking of the people that like saw him. And we're like, oh, my God, that's a werewolf. But he like he probably like got into like costume or like wore, you know, yep. hair or whatever. Uh, have you seen? Cr- no, you haven't. This never Tell me, gets. How do you know? This how do you know? never you know? happens to me. I get to what? say to you, you haven't seen. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> tell me, tell me, creep. tell me. Okay, I haven't. Creep. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're right. No. What is it's, it? So there's there's two of them, and they're both on Netflix right now. And okay. um, I just recently saw the first one, and it's this guy that um, he like lives up in a mountain log cabin thing, and he has a mental condition, and he puts it like a Craigslist ad, and it's like, I need help doing this, this, and this for a day. Will you come record? Oh, it's like he's dying. He's like, will you come record me, and we'll give the video to my daughter whenever she gets older or something like that. And Ugh. the guy comes. Is this a documentary or, or a movie? It's a fake. It's a fake. It's a okay, movie that done. looks like a documentary. Little. Okay. And he wears this fucking like werewolf headpiece thing. <laughs> and yeah, like he just like stands like in front of the door. And you know that I will cry and pee my pants. Literally. Literally. Yeah. It was it was pretty like, oh, OK. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But like these, like he didn't. Well, no, I don't want to give anything away. Never mind. But this guy was killing folk and eating Ugh. folk. Look. 
No, your guy. Mm-mm. This guy. Stuby. Yeah. Stu- yeah. He, this guy, I, I listened to a, um, a long, long, long time ago. I listened to Lore, that podcast, oh, yeah. which I love. And they did an episode on this. I feel like it was one of the first episodes. And they, uh, like he said, like, this guy just wore like like it was presumed obviously we don't know because this was a long time ago it's like like almost medieval times or something but like he would put on a wolf pelt see and just like crawl around through the fucking woods fuck that no yeah i'm so much more scared of that than a fucking werewolf than an actual (laughs) yeah no same a werewolf is more natural to me right than whatever that fucking thing is that guy running on all fours in crazy town yeah Fuck that noise. No. no. <laughs> anyway. Okay. That's all of my stories, but I'm going to leave you with this. And then I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. The lesson here is that people are a hell of a lot scarier <laughs> than monsters are. <laughs> yes. Retweet. <laughs> like, in the first story, carbon monoxide and muck duck. Mm-hmm. People are willing to send someone to hang if the shoe fits even a tiny bit. Like, ah, it seems like it adds up. Hang him. But also, people will do whatever it takes to get out of a precarious situation. Like, I don't know, chop up a body. He had no reason to hide. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. In the second story I told you, you've got people ready to do whatever it takes if it will potentially help them control something they don't understand, including digging up a man's entire family, cutting out the heart and lungs of his 19-year-old daughter, and forcing it down the TB-infected gullet of his older son. Who then died. Who then died still. Anyway, in my third story, Midnight Mary, even if you love someone so much that you might even hypothetically develop a psychic connection with them, even that is not enough to save them when death comes. In my fourth story, crazy can do whatever it wants if you have the money to do it. Nobody's going to tell you no, i.e. Sarah Winchester, uh, Michael Jackson, (laughs) 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 on and on and on Mm. we go. Finally, which is worse, an actual animal ripping you apart and eating you the way God intended (laughs) or... An insane person who believes they can turn into a wolf because they're BFFs with the devil. I didn't mention that, but he said that he made a deal with the devil that made him turn into this. So cool. Cool, cool, cool. Either way, you're torn apart. Your insides are your outsides. But I mean, I would have naively given the benefit of the doubt to the human not to do that. So shame on me. Happy fucking Halloween. (laughs) People are broken and way scarier than any Halloween story. Okay, tell me your thoughts. Yes, I love that. I love that so much. It's so fucking true. We come up with like monsters and aliens and animals and we we got it all right here. In fact, I love that you say it that way because one of my biggest critiques, I love horror film. I don't love film, but I love horror film. I'm not very good at loving it. I'm like, don't ask me all those like crazy questions about scream and shit. But like I could. I, who am I yeah. as a moderator to <laughs> ask you any fucking thing about a horror movie? It's a, was it scary? It's it, terrifying. <laughs> Nine times that well, that's actually not true. That was exactly my point. It's, movies like um this is controversial, this is a hot take, but mm-hmm. um Safe Space. Uh 
A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place, John Krasinski, uh, fuck, what's his wife's name? Yeah, I saw that. Emily Blunt. Yeah, I did. So, up until the point that you see the monster, it's a terrifying movie. And then you see the fucking monster, and you're like, that's a $40 million Hollywood CGI piece of shit. If you let me Mm -hmm. make up the monster nine times out of ten, I'm going to do it better than you can show me on a screen, is my first Mm. point. And B, people are bad enough. You can make enough (laughs) shit about just the way that people are. And you you've you've done a really excellent job of highlighting people's flaws and (laughs) (laughs) leave you on a happy note. It's almost Christmas. People are garbage. 2020. They will all kill you and eat you. (laughs) I mean, so right now on Twitter today, trending is JFK Jr. Did you see that? No, because I'm staying off of social media because I had the day off. Yes, you so I'm did. Not, on not to I'm date this episode, today. but tomorrow is your birthday. Yes, but this will be two. This will be a week later. Yeah, yeah. So tomorrow, when we drop the um the previous moon. episode, uh, what is what did I the do? Moon. I let it. The moon. Uh, the moon. When we uh, when we lead the moon, that one will drop on my birthday, yes. and then on the next one we have Halloween, and then the next one is the election, which is scarier than <laughs> all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good that was a good segue because literally today on Twitter, it is October seventeenth, I believe, eighteenth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, today. You know, just a smooth, like, two and a half-ish weeks from the election. QAnon, which is... Smooth is quite a word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) QAnon, which is taking over the bowels of this country somehow. uh, They have said that today is the day. He said three days ago, maybe longer. They were doing a countdown to this day in which JFK Jr. will expose himself as not, A, not dead, and B, replacing Mike Pence for Trump's vice presidency. And like, it's like number two or three trending on Twitter because like people, enough people are talking about it or believe it or want to shit on it. It's only 7.30, Kendall. <laughs> As the, at the time of recording, it's only 7.30 p.m. There's still time he till still midnight. still has two hours. Maybe he's coming out of the grave. Imagine. Halloween. Um, Fucking people. And we're, we're talking about a hundred years ago cutting, you know, carving out a 19-year-old girl's heart and burning it and then feeding it to the... Brother, and I'm like, are we that different? You just told me the same story. You just told me the exact same story in a different form. Yep. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Wild. Mm Mm-hmm. Wild. Can I just, can I tell you something? Uh, So your statement about A Quiet Place and not showing the monster Mm -hmm. was really, really, really astute and I think fundamentally brilliant because... Alfred Hitchcock knew that. Do you know this? He knew that, like, don't share. So what you just said was the thesis of how Alfred Hitchcock built his movies. Okay. So he designed his movies based on, he was even quoted saying something like, and you know I'm going to fuck it up because amateur intellectuals, (laughs) we hide under the guise of stupidity. And we can say whatever the fuck we want because I don't have to quote it. That's right. (laughs) Look it up. You have Google too. (laughs) Um, But he said something like, 
the scariest monster that I could ever create is in my like viewer's imagination. Mm -hmm. I could never, I could never possibly make something that would be scarier than the, what the imagination of my watchers can create in their own head. And he knew that and he played to that and he very much made that a horror genre. Unlike anybody had ever done before. Forgive me. I talked all this shit about being, I don't know names very well. So I get like Kubrick and, and Hitchcock and all of them like mm-hmm. mixed up in my, so Hitchcock okay. is Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, no. I do that all the time. Uh, I think. I don't the remember. Shining? But Hitchcock is, no, no. Uh, Stephen King was um, right. the Shining, also very scary. But uh, Hitchcock was Psycho. Psycho. <laughs> And like wearing the grandma's or wearing the mom's dress and like Norman Bates and whatever, very fucked up. There's also a show that I know you won't watch, but it's very good and weird about young Norman Bates um, getting into that relationship with his mother and having a really weird psychotic uh, feeling about it. Um, anyway, Bates. Bates uh, so he did Psycho. He did The Birds, which oh, back to my theory, yes. anything yes. in big numbers is fucking scary. Yes. <laughs> Um, so he did a number of things he was also kind of a garbage human being but uh, it can be both he can be a good filmmaker and a dick (laughs) um, yeah so yeah he did those types of movies Um, he did Vertigo which was another one um, that's good so if you're ever looking for like if you want to look at scary movies that are scary because of the fundamental feeling of humans and not because of the CGI Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Like, go to Hitchcock, look at his okay. repertoire, because he's got a number of things that are really good. Um, Psycho is definitely... And you have to remember, too, like, the original Psycho in the 60s was black and white. Like, it was in a time where that kind of a horror genre was not okay. Like, that was not acceptable. And he did this shower scene where, like, he stabs a woman to death. Mm-hmm. Like, that was not that was not something in the the 60s were ready for like they were like what the fuck so anyway enjoy have a have a field day if you're feeling halloweeny have a have a themed hitchcock night yeah i need to because i i actually did not know that about him i didn't know that he said that so i'm looking through his list right now just to see if the birds marnie torn curtain topaz frenzy family plot the birds is kind of scary it's not so scary because we're millennials but like listen if you get into the mindset of like if this were real life like why are they after us and what do they know that we don't know like that kind of a thing yeah yeah you bet i'd take a baseball bat to all of them oh yeah yeah i'd get a 12 gauge and just like (laughs) we're gonna clear this out real quick Everyone get behind you have beaks you're you're eight pounds i don't know how you can hurt me (laughs) Stop intimidating me. You're a bully. So I was thinking, well, yeah, damn. So you can tolerate some level of horror film. What is your favorite horror film? Okay, so I'll tell you my favorite horror film that I enjoyed, and I'll tell you the one that, like, fucked me up the most. Yes, I love that? that. Okay. Will you do it too? Yes. Okay. Okay. The one that I enjoyed the most, I'm thinking now on the fly, on the fly. Hold on. Drag Me to Hell was kind of funny. Like, did you ever see Drag Me to Hell? I don't think so. So 
it it Justin Long was in it and like anyway it's like funny funny horror horror funny <laughs> yeah. funny horror horror and I was like I don't know what to do with myself like, I like that I don't know that you would count Zombieland as a horror movie but mm-hmm. I mean again as a girl who doesn't watch horror it movies it can be spooky it can be spooky I mean I thought too I remember thinking when I watched Zombieland like I don't know what I'm feeling like yeah. <laughs> why am I laughing at these people getting bashed in the skull like I don't know how I feel Exploding. so. That's kind of where I'm at in terms of like what I enjoyed. I'll tell you one movie that fucked me up. I'll tell you two movies. One, Wolf Creek. Mm-mm. Australian Outback guy takes kids, like not kids, not children, like takes teenagers and like, oh my God, so much. So I have this poor Greg, poor, poor Greg. Every Halloween someone who does not handle Halloween movies, never does, doesn't do it well, can't handle it, has anxiety as a general neurosis. It's like, we're going to watch a horror movie on Halloween because it's Halloween. Let's do it. It's tradition. He's like, okay, are you sure you can handle it? I'm like, yes, I can. (laughs) Fuck you. Of course I can. How dare you? And then I watch it and I'm like, oh my God. And then I have night terrors for like a thousand years after. Right. Wolf Creek was one of those for me. Okay. It's based on a true story. Mm -hmm. A guy in the outback takes these people and tortures them. And one person survives and tells the story about it. Just, Mm -mm. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it there. The other one that fucked me up, like fucked me up for years. uh, Kendall. It was such a stupid one. You're going to laugh. The grudge. Okay. 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 No. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Something about Japan. Mm Mm-hmm. The cat and the kid and the uh-huh. oh, oh my god! I like slit my wrist right now. I don't want to be alive anymore. I hate this so much. I see. I don't know that I've seen the actual. Oh my god! Duh! If you like scary movies, I mean, I don't know the the Japanese genre is scary. Oh, they I think. they and this like, was an American yeah. rendition of the Japanese version. The Japanese make terrifying fucking movies, and then we Americanize them, and they're like generally so. Like that's the yeah. one that I can't they're finish. Softer and they're still too scary. Yeah. <laughs> No, I can't. So the ring is my like. I won't finish it. I won't finish oh, the it. Ring. I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, the ring. The ri- okay. Yes, Kendall. The grudge is like the ring. It feels no, like yeah. the ring in my stomach. It's not the same story, but it feels the same. And I I watched both, but that that's definitely the feeling. Mm. So if if it if it gets yeah, I mean the grudge. It'll no, be the, the same, grudge yeah. was like mixed reviews, but I I don't care. It in my heart it was it, that's garbage, the, scary, uh, and I didn't like it. Uh, right, is that the grudge? Yes. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> and like, there's this. There's a okay. There's a cinematography trick, and I promise, like, I'll wrap it up. But there's a there's a cinematography trick that I've noticed that horror movies do in the, you know, dozens that I've seen. I haven't seen a lot, but I've seen a few dozen. And, like, it's this trick of the camera where they, they, they like, twitchy and speed it up and then slow it down and mm-hmm. speed it up and slow it down. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Have you seen that before yes. in horror movies? Yes. Okay. So that was done in The Grudge. And I'm not going to give anything away here, but there's a person that is in a garbage bag because they were thrown in a garbage bag to hide the body that is doing that down the stairs. Mm -mm. Like they're coming down the stairs with their arms. No, no. 
like in that kind of cinematography where it speeds up, slows down. House on Haunted Hill did it too, the remake, where it's just this twitchy cinematography where stuff goes too fast and then slow and then too fast. Mm -mm. Every time it happens, like if Greg and I are in the rare circumstance where I'm watching a scary movie, which we will on Halloween Mm -hmm. because I do it every fucking year because I'm a fucking idiot. I watch it and I go, uh-uh, and I, sh- I shout it. I shout it. The neighbors can hear me. I'm like, no. Okay. That's how that's going to be. Okay. I'm thrilled to do this, and I'm saying it to you with obligation. Can I Please. pick your movie? Because my all-time favorite <gasps> okay. yes. is It Follows. Have you seen that? I have not, and I love you, so don't exploit my love for you, because if you do, I will never forgive you. You better let fucking me prep me for this. Let me say. Let me but say. But I will. Okay. Okay. So, the reason... Okay. It's perfect, because it's my favorite of all time, because you can make assumptions, um, but Ooh. the premise <laughs> is like... It is horror at its simplest. It like it's like this. If you could take this template five million ways and make fifteen million great movies just with this one thing, and it's just the dumbest. It's not dumb at all, but it's like dumbing it down to like at its heart, this is what this is. And there's one okay. part. There's one part in the movie. I'll actually rewatch it because it's been a couple of years. But okay. there's one part in the movie that I was like, okay, that was. A, a little bit scary, but B, really silly. And I wish that you wouldn't have included that because it kind of mars. But overall, it's a fantastic movie. And it's really not. I think that you could handle it. I think that you could handle it easily. I'm in your hands, Kendall. Listen, if you are serious about this, I'm very, I'm equally serious for our Halloween pick, because we don't have one yet. We don't have a pick. And you know there's going to be no movies for the next, like, two fucking years <laughs> because of 2020. Right. So we have to go back to the backlog, the back catalog. Yeah. I will pick this movie if you think it's right for me. Let me I rewatch it. it. Let me rewatch it. I, I, okay. I just... Get back to me and, like, validate that this is your choice. And I promise you on Halloween night we will watch it. Okay. I love this Because we watch a Halloween movie every night anyway. Or, or sorry, every night. <laughs> every <laughs> Halloween night. Anyway, so if this is the one you recommend, I'd rather take a recommendation than like just go into like Babadook territory right. and like you could fucking end up give in myself hereditary. night terrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not enough Xanax in the world, Kendall. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't remember it because I hate like jump scare shit. I hate paranormal. I hate. I'll watch them to be like a masochist, oh. but I hate that like loud noise shit. Oh my gosh, me too. Yeah, okay. What that. about how do you feel about um the like the possession demon movies? Uh spooky. Um Blair Witch is obviously like insanely scary. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, put him in the corner. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the possession thing, I like I find it generally silly, but like eh, you can do it well and it can be scary. Like scary as what fuck. about the paranormal activity and all that? I didn't watch any of those. They're just, it's literally just you sitting on the edge of your seat. Like they do it on Smoke purpose. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Okay. It's just like high, it's tense, it's quiet for three care. minutes, and you know something's coming at the end of that three minutes, and then they're going to start another three minutes, and then another, and then another. And I just don't like that. I would rather just be like scared. Yeah. We're not expecting it, and then move the fuck on. Um, the, uh, is Tamara home? 
<laughs> the strain is it the strain? It's the strangers. Have you seen the strangers? Yes, I have. Uh, that was a that was a really scary one. That was a really scary one. Really yeah. scary. Get out no. of my fucking house. Although I will say I was shouting at the television, maybe for my own self-soothing, but I was shouting at the television the whole time, like, fucking kill them. Like, take a baseball <laughs> bat to them. Do what you need to do and go to therapy later. Like But I love Liv Tyler and I root for her so goddamn hard. I just recently rewatched that one and like Oh. Did you see Saw? Like the first one, not the million renditions. Yes. What did you think about Saw? I put those in the same category as like the Paranormals and the um, Exorcist <laughs> even. like So gross. Those are yeah. a little bit more trying to just be like gore, gore horror. Um, this little, the twist was amazing. That was a great ending. Um, yeah. Texas That's Chainsaw. That's what won it for me was the twist. Huh? Texas Chainsaw? What? Oh, yeah. Have you no, seen that? Yes. No. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yes, I've seen it. I know. <laughs> yeah. As a general the OG. <laughs> and that's what's so, it's a beautiful movie. It's <gasps> gorgeous. And then it's, it's so disgusting scary. at the same time. It's so scary. It's so scary. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I have anxiety, Kendall. I don't do this. It's, Listen, my everyday life is Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre, okay? <laughs> I don't want to go and seek out and pay money Extra. and watch a movie that makes me feel how I already do. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to turn the mic down when you edit this because I am shouty. <laughs> We're just going to affirm these feelings. We're just going to double oh. down. Yeah. Yeah. Calm down, Caitlin. It's fine. It's Halloween time. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so that's our episode. Kendall, thank you. Thank you for letting me do this one because technically it would have been his term. His turn, not turn. <laughs> My first term. My I'm first thinking, term in office. I'm thinking the election because it's, <laughs> it's looming above us. It's here. Um, no, it is technically Kendall's turn, but he let me have this one because we need him to cover the election uh right before the election because he is the one that is knowledgeable he's the one that has the passion he has the all of the background that will help us to process this and get us through it so we traded um in order to let that happen so i got the creepiest ghost shit he got the creepiest creepy ass election <laughs> shit so it's we still, traded spooky stories that's right yeah it's all a horror show this uh yep. yeah we're rounding out october just in the in the first coming days of november we'll still be on a horror theme clearly with the election shit but so much um then soon thereafter we will have a new president and we will be talking that same old shit that we used to and god damn it i can't wait for it so without further ado Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can find us at Amateur Intellectuals everywhere. Um, if you have topic ideas or suggestions or comments or concerns of any kind, let us know at amateurintellectuals at gmail.com. And give us a review. Helps people find us. Yes, please. And Caitlin, do you have anything? Did I miss something? I feel like I missed something. I think you missed Happy Halloween. Ooh, look behind you. <laughs> it's still And daylight. watch a scary movie. <gasps> Maybe tell us. Kendall, what do you think? Maybe they could tell us what scary movies to watch. Yes, 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 yes. Let us know your favorites. Let us know the ones. Yeah. Okay, the same question. Your favorite and then also 
the one that you can't finish, if there is one that you can't finish. Because when I was 12, Yeah, the it was one that signed. fucks you up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all got one. Hey, yeah. Okay. Well, everybody have a very happy Halloween in 2020. Do the best that you can. And talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.